Welcome to Chill and Ambitious, the podcast that points out shit you didn't know was relevant. This is the Life Innovator series. Life innovators are people who tailor their daily desires and lifelong passions to their everyday. And we hope they inspire you to do the same. I'm O. I'm No. And, and together, together we make Oh, oh no. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. I want to be an actor. Cause together we got plenty superpower. Hi. Um, so hi. Today's <laughs> <laughs> we're just laughing because today's interview is really fun and funny. Um, so today's guests are actually Alyssa and Phil of Audition Hero. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, dun, dun, and Audition Hero is actually a uh, an online platform where if you are an actor or an actress and you need to book a space, like, oh my god, I like, someone needs a video of me like singing the song from Hamilton by tomorrow. I'm not a videographer. I need a, you know, I need the accompaniment. Basically, you can find people that can help you with that. You can book it online, pay for it. That book day. That day, like schedule time. It's a really great niche. Nobody's really thought to fill. And <laughs> his name is Phil. <laughs> no one had thought to fill um, uh, before. And so actually Alyssa originally started a company doing that and met Phil, who owns another company called Castmate that acquired, that acquired her. And together they rebranded it as Audition Hero. Um, with a bigger team, but they are just like a straight up riot. Um, there's like they're theater lots people, and lots of energy. Yeah, lots of energy. They're theater people, and they're also tech people, which is a really interesting space to explore. But it's like you, as you know, if you've ever known theater people, then you'll get ready for this interview um, <laughs> where we talk about being proactive and reactive and responsive, and how that can be a good thing. And everything uh, in between. Yeah, and lots of stuff. Oh, man. You will find out. It's funny. It goes all over the place. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> check it out. Uh, one of the things I'm, like, really obsessed with is Voyager 1 and 2. Do you guys know what those are? are they, like this- The spaceships? Yes. There are two satellites that have, like, been going, oh, leaving yeah. Earth since the 70s. Oh, yes. Yeah, and so they're cool. in interstellar space already. Yeah. Like, what is they're, it? like, past the planets. Wasn't that a big... Uh, happened last year. Well, yeah, I think at some point it. I remember passed. we were counting down for a yes. bit. Is that where like all those cool photos are coming from? Lately? Yes. a lot of them. Yeah, some of them are. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and then some of them are just like crazy ass telescopes. Do you guys watch Drunk That's History? The- yes. Sagan. No. Right? My favorite Carl. episode is the Carl Sagan one. Oh, I'm not Carl Sagan. Find um, that and watch. No, it. not the Carl Sagan one. It's the one with. With so don't find it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is it? No, Neil it is Carl Sagan. Tyson? It is Carl's. Yeah, Neil I know Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil he's deGrasse him. Tyson. No. He's the one who speaks when you go to the Natural wait, History Museum. It might be <laughs> Carl Sagan. If it's, it's like wait, it's a Voyager. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's when it's they Carl send Sagan. out that like that disc and how he and fell in love planet, and it's like fell in love with that woman. Um, they record like a bunch of stuff on the disc. Yeah, yeah. So actually, then that is the one. It's on Drunk History. Yeah, it's those are two of my favorite things, like Voyager <laughs> One and Two and Drunk History. I did not know that they have like a. And they made a baby. They made a baby. Go find it. Okay, so guys, fun podcast. <laughs> 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 go binge Drunk History for a bit. <laughs> no, it's that's cool. just one. That was actually one of my favorite episodes because I learned so it's much from it, and also just like it was incredible. Like they they fell in love like while making it. Oh, I didn't know that part. Oh yeah, yeah. Just watch it. Okay, okay, I just shut my mouth about it. Okay. <gasps> 
it's so cool though. Like there's this thing floating in interstellar space that's going to keep going. And it's going so fast. How fast is it going? Like thousand, so like, fast. Like oh, 20,000 miles an hour, something like that. Like I'm not kidding. It's that fast. Oh, of course it is. It's, it's just, in fucking interstellar space. Yeah. Woo! Do you guys get sick of each other? Because you like remind me so much of each other. Well, <laughs> we have so many things in common. It's, it's like hilarious, it's ridiculous. When we found out that at the same point at this in history, we were competing <laughs> birthday managers for competing little kid gyms on the Upper West Side of New York at the ex- for the exact for same the exact that's, time. That's a sign. It was like, we're like wow. We have way too much in common. <laughs> it like wasn't even surprising at that. Yeah, point. and you guys are both like. In the in you're in theater as well. You're mm-hmm. but also in tech. Yep, theater tech nerd. Go me. Yeah. Go you. Go Phil. <laughs> He's another hybrid brain, hybrid right? brain. Yeah, because you you work for a, a company during like you have a nine to five, and then you also own another company. Yeah. So so yeah. So during the day, I'm, uh, I'm working at Get, which is uh, an Israeli based uh, black car app it's in sixty cities worldwide. So. I work in automation there, so I'm super one side of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> there. Like I'm the guy people like throw stuff at and they're like, just make it work. <laughs> Which is funny because I started there like not even knowing how to use Excel. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I just figured it all out. Right. Um, and so yeah, super strange. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, I work there. During the day, and then I, you know, I'm coming here in nights and weekends and holidays and all that fun stuff. Um, <laughs> Actually, yeah. So you guys met, and then you guys decided to become like a superhero team. How did you guys meet? How how did something like that cross? So. Wait, hold on. Let's actually though before party? we talk about that. Before we talk about the birth date of odd because you the company is called Audition Hero. The c- company it's itself so, is called Castmate. Yeah. And Audition Hero is our first product. And that uh, product is where you can hire like a musician, like a, an accompanist or like a videographer. So if you're to like, you're like, oh shit, I have to like do this audition, whatever. And like you hire someone. Yeah, you just go to auditionherohq.com and we have our, the freelancers that we work with enter their availability on a weekly basis. Uh-huh. Um, and they have different rates as well based on uh, the equipment they use and their experience. And, and you, they're all vetted. And you guys. They're yeah. all vetted. Um, most of them are freelancers that I've already been, I personally had already worked with through Bookdress and um, had, had great experiences with as well. Um, and the newbies are awesome too. And so uh, someone can go to, you know, Type on their little computer or whatever, or phone. www.auditionherohq.com. And they pick what they want, and they pick when they want it. And it just auto-populates who's available when. You can add another service, and it'll show you which people are available at the same it's time. It's like Doc for actors. It is. Yeah. It's like, fix my audition. It sort of Maybe is. It's better. And <laughs> like, the thing is, is, you know, it's about making this as easy as possible for like the best possible price points, right? Yeah. And that was our goal. And then a hero comes along with the strength to carry on. I really like that you guys like lead with passion because it's like obviously you guys are both like theater dorks. Sorry. Um, like actors. <laughs> sorry. What are you talking no, about? Um, but then you kind of like have this other analytical side. But so what's really stood out to me is like you guys are so proactive. Like, so like you found this out, like this service wasn't available and whatever. And right. so it's like, 
it's a really smart product. Like it's a, it's an Thank industry you. nobody's picking, like nobody's really tapped into like thinking about that niche and that need. Like the first time I posted anything about it was like this guy, I think he was like looking for something and I just sent it to him and he was just like, why have I never seen this before? I'm going to share this with all my actor friends. What is this? Right back, back when it was like the original product right. launched. And I was just That's like, awesome. this is so Thank funny. You. Like it's literally <laughs> like a, it was just such a reaction where everybody was like, it's amazing. But I also want to say that you guys are, and everybody knows productivity is like, you know, people who are super productive or like, you know, they tend to have better careers and make more money and whatever. But I, I think that react being reactive has like a bad connotation, but I think you guys are also really reactive. Like if I text you, you text me back in like 30 seconds. You will like, you'll get back to me like four o'clock in the morning. If like, if that's when you find out. We talked about that. And I was saying like, I think responsive is Respon- like a yeah. positive connotation versus reactive has this like, like out of control, <laughs> like, like yeah, you like, don't know what's going to happen. And they just, React. Do you know what it is? It's because there's when you're a busy person doing a lot of things and multitasking, you have to figure out your own ways to sort of make sure things get done. And so for me, it's I have to respond right away or it's I don't know if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Whereas on my end, you don't want to see that little number on my inbox. No. <laughs> right? yeah. and you would have anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like whatever. Yeah. I've feels, got Alyssa. Yeah, it feels like, <laughs> it feels like <laughs> Alyssa. What do I have to do today? I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Whereas also, like I, like, I had to call Alyssa about something, like, you know, for an appointment we had early this morning. Like, I had to call Alyssa at, like, 7 a.m. Like, I wonder if she's even going to be up. I call her, she's like, Good morning, Philip. I was like, what? I was like, are you calling to wake me up? <laughs> I think you guys are so, such good, good partners. Morning. That's funny. So, like, would you say, though, that being, like, that, like, you do you worry less? Because I think that part of, like, being proactive is, like, you're planning for, you know, you have to plan and say, like, oh, okay, like, this is what people expect, you setting expectations, what people's needs are going to be, whatever. But, like, I remember when I first met with you guys, you were launching Audition Hero, like, and, like, in two, like, it was, like, a week after you got, you guys decided to, like, officially, like, put it in beta. You went to some kind of, like... Expo, yeah, expo, expo with yeah. like actors and you were like, you guys just fucking did it. Like, it was like, a like, oh, wait, well, we can't miss this deadline. So you just, like... Yeah, so what had happened it. was uh, about a that, week. Yeah. So we had been working on the idea for Castmate, right, for about literally about five years, okay. right? That we have an overall idea for, you know, kind of, you know, so it was me and my cousin Ian. I've uh, been working on this thing forever. And over time, we had picked up like these like really, really awesome people, um, you know, some that used to, you know, uh, work at Backstage who ended up becoming our chief product officer and, um, you know, an actor that I did a web series with who ended up like, building websites for actors like as his day job and then also just like yeah I like want to get into like architecture and like data science we're like awesome so how do you feel about building awesome stuff (laughs) and so he was super into it which was awesome and so we like picked up like these you know amazing people along the way um and uh but you know we all had like these like crazy full-time jobs right and uh we also wanted to figure out what was the best way to go into the industry right because you could build something really awesome but uh, like something I learned from my CEO, get was like one of the best things I ever heard, which is without you know uh, buyers, there's no innovation, right? right. So yeah. no matter how good it is, if there's no one to like 
be the person to buy into it, it's like useless, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So, Tree falling in the middle, of, right? right? Really no one fall? hears. Yeah. No yeah. one hears it. Doesn't right? happen, yeah. right? So we, so yeah, so we've been thinking about this, working on this for a while, and we were set to like launch this one thing, and then lo and behold, I meet Alyssa at this thing, and she was, you know, Booktress was one of these things for us that you know was kind of in our roadmap in like a different way later down, and then. We really want, you know, she had this energy that we really loved and, you know, it was awesome. So we just kind of collided and this had happened. We're like, all right, we're going to change our roadmap so this can be our first product. Hell yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, let's just make dreams come true. When you wish upon a star, make no difference who you are. So ours was ours, <laughs> yeah, right? he says that all the time. I'm so used to it now. I'm like, I'm like, of course we're making dreams come true. Yeah. When we walked into this podcast, he's like, let's make dreams come true. Make dreams come true, right? Um, Every meeting feels like questions, comments, concerns, happiness. Happiness. I'm like, happiness. Happiness. <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, it was nuts. And so uh, our first product wasn't something that was like for the mass market, right? Yeah. It was for like a very specific uh, niche of actor and it wasn't like, for like every, you know, actor can use it at any level, right? Yeah. So, um, but Alyssa's product is more so like anyone can use it at any level. It can help you wherever you're at, get to where you want to go. Yeah. Right? So we, uh, so when we brought it on, we're like, okay, listen, once all the, you know, the, the papers were signed and like the acquisition was like, you know, complete and all that stuff, we're like, all right, we've got like four days until Actors Pro Expo, which is like the only expo for actors in New York City. It only happens once a year. So we called them. They had one spot left. And we're like, all right, we're going we're gonna to take it, right? <laughs> we didn't even have a name. We didn't have a point. name. So we're like, <laughs> we didn't have a name. We didn't have a logo. We nothing. didn't have a business didn't model. Have, like, we didn't have anything. None of it, right? So I had we, just joined the yeah, team. I was like, joined. hey, guys. We're nice <laughs> to meet you. We're going to do this. So we spent You're tons five of- to nine. Ooh, yeah. It was literally like three overnights in a row, right? Yeah. Doing everything. So by the time... Making a logo, doing a logo, that, that So like, I'd been calling people all day. What about day. a website? Do you yeah. have a website together? We, everything. Website, okay. logo, uh, updated the business model a bit, uh, all of our stuff for the promotional table, our whole like call to action, like how everything would work there, our lead capture form, like everything was done in three days. But what was kind of amazing about, well, two things that were kind of amazing about that experience. The first being, there is no better way to see how well you're going to work with people long term than to throw them into like a high stress, <laughs> yeah. de- crazy it's deadline so situation. And you, yeah. there's no room for anyone, for, pardon my cursing, to bullshit in that period of time. No, you you know, are they about the goal or they're not? You yeah. learn about people yep. so quickly. You see how people work together. Like it's just, and it was amazing for me because I was, you know, for me, I was sort of, I guess at that point in time, like the last piece of this puzzle of team castmate and they all had, uh, you know, no but you're like a while. part of the product too. Like I, you know, right. necessarily yeah. work without oh, man, you. Jason was super new at that point. Yeah. Too, right? Who's our head too. of UI He's and amazing. UX. Yeah. Right? So it's like, Here's this guy, like with like you know, two kids and a wife, like hanging out with a bunch of like <laughs> mid, mid to late twenty year olds, like overnight, yeah. in, like an office space. But the, but the other, the other awesome thing that, that I still think is so cool is that it didn't change. Like one week later, two weeks later, we still loved the logo, we still loved the name, we still loved the branding we did. We kept it. It happened that quickly, but the quality of it. Well, because you were guys like we're just awesome. iterating so fast, right? Like it's yeah. like like you're just yep. like making like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't all agree, like move on. Yep. Versus like drawing out that conversation for a few weeks. 
Yeah. Well, even making, it makes sense. Like looking at your website, you can have someone scheduled for today. Yeah. Like, we do yep. same day appointments too. Yeah. And then, yeah, tomorrow, this week, and then the farthest out is next week. Right. Like you don't schedule any farther. It's just like, it's funny, the pro, the products right. also are like it's quick like mirroring moving us forward. Way, right? Yeah. It's like like this is like, happen. it was a need that you saw. So it makes sense that even your product is something that's like, and we're go, working, go, go. we're working with freelance artists, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's making it as friendly for them as, as possible too. They, they don't know their availability more than a week out usually because mm-hmm. they are professional, talented, working artists, you know, yeah. and that's just, that's just the way that this world works. And we're very aware of that. You guys just don't have time to act anymore. Yeah, you know, you're just like <laughs> act like you like all the people you're meeting. With. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. No, no, we actually, you know, we're blessed in that regard. Like we we meet with like cool business owners and like freelancers and actors like all the time. So like that's like the that's like the fun part. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, between like, I mean, for me, like between get. So we always joke that we all have two full time jobs, right? Yeah. So we all have full time jobs, and then we're coming here at night. And then Alyssa's got two full-time jobs because she's here during the day and then she's got to deal with all of us at night. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so. But I'm also, you know, now that Beta's launched um, and also because I, I do think it's incredibly beneficial for us to serve an industry that we're also active in. Yep. Right? Yeah. So I'm n- definitely not auditioning as much as I was pre-becoming an entrepreneur. But, you know, I had a conversation with Phil at one point, like, okay, beta's running. Like, can I audition for New York-based projects? And he's like, yes, Alyssa, you can audition. <laughs> but it's pretty cool because we're in this co-working space in Midtown. So, like, a couple weeks ago, I had uh, just, like, an under-five TV audition and ran to it and came back. Like, it's no, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm here all the time anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I can take a little break and just go on an audition. The part is like as much work as it is, right? Like it can be done remotely to a degree, right? Yeah. So it's, um, so yeah, like it's encouraged, you know, like it is encouraged to do that. But stuff. it seems like you guys have like a really good, like, it seems like you guys have a really good, um, really good like rapport with each other. Like I met Ron, whatever. And we met here on a Saturday and like you guys all seem to really just enjoy working with each other. So it's almost like better to, be in the room together, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, that's the goal. I mean, the goal is that, you know, like, this is like the thing that we're doing, right? Like, this is, this yeah. is where we're all here making this happen. And we all get to hang out and like joke with each other all day and make lots of dreams come true. Or all right? night. <laughs> all night. All day, all night. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we all do really get along quite well. It's, it's fairly amazing. What's yeah. the, I mean, is it the idea to someday make it the full time or is it like oh, yeah. for oh, yeah. everyone? And yeah. that would be like, that would be the next stream. Everybody on our team at this point, even though like they said, they're working at other places, right? I mean, everybody's goal on this product is to be doing this full time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, and it's coming from people that I have tons of like respect for also, right? Like these are like the people that like I'd always wanted to work with or like working on this thing with me. Like I always said, like I would never jump into this like tech slash theater thing if Ron Kagan didn't buy in. Right. Like yeah. that was like one of my big things. I was like, if I don't get this, cause like, this is the guy that like every tech product for actors was passing his desk at some point. Right. So he knew, so he's like, knows the real deal when he sees it. Right. He right. Has- 
is the eye. Yeah. So he, you know, he was like, you know, he was like head of like, you know, customer experience and did like a lot of product stuff at backstage for like a long time. Right. So I said, yeah, if, if I don't have this guy's buy-in, like I, I, right. And now he's our chief product officer and you know, we're cranking on like tons of awesome stuff with him. Yeah. That's really exciting. He's got a more low energy though compared to you guys. He's like, he's like, a, he, kind of, he, he kind of brings, well, I feel he probably brings like a, like a grounding, right? We call him Ron Bot. Does not compute. Does not compute. Does not compute. <laughs> <laughs> Does yeah. he take that kindly? No, he, he loves it. Okay. We all like, yeah. yeah. He's going to love hearing that. Yeah. Does he get stressed out by you guys? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, ask his wife. Um, but <laughs> yeah, wife's like, I'm gotta get my husband back. No, but crazy it's people. funny. No, we've we've discussed how. So we're a team of seven, eight now. Maybe. Yeah, we just grew a little uh, bit. Ooh, congrats! Just grew. Um, but uh, yeah, the, basically the rest of the team balance out the incredible abundance of energy that comes yeah, from me. Like about so. half of us are like super high and you know like high energy. Half of us are just me and you. Uh, <laughs> trying to make it a little better. <laughs> you know, yeah, like we're super high energy. And there's guys- like some people in the middle, and then there's some people who are like super chill. But yeah. the team is very well balanced. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Um, I remember you saying like that you like can get anyone on the phone. That's yeah. That's one of my. That's like if that's I had your a superpower. superpower. That's your. That's yeah. That's my superpower. So yeah, your hero power. All right. Well, how yeah, did any stories? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, when we started our our first company, right? Uh, so Ian and I had started a company called YC Concierge. And so it was a promotions company. Uh, it was cool because we worked with tons of actors. I mean, we gave like 35 actors in New York City jobs. And the funny part was we were literally like pulling money out of like tech investors like pockets and like putting it into the pockets of actors, which was super <laughs> cool. And how we did it was we were like, all right, like uh, we had street teams that would promote, you know, startups, right? Mm-hmm. And these startups would pay for those street teams. And these, you know, we had actors on the street teams because- Super personable, flexible schedule, right? Yeah. Generally you know? attractive. Yeah. Generally, yeah. yeah. Like super hot. Yeah. And, you can't even uh, work in a restaurant in New York without giving like a headshot. Right? Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. I used to bartend. Accurate. I used yeah. to bartend. Too. Yeah. I'm just like a Victor. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so we had this, so we had, you know, so, um, so yeah, so we promoted like these tech products and like we would give away free money on free apps and give you free stuff to do that. Right? Like that was our pitch. Um, so yeah, it was fun. We would, you know, we had like five companies about at a time that we would promote. And so I, we didn't have like any clients at first. Right. So, you know, so I just put together a quick website and a landing page. Uh, and I got like a, you know, an email address through Google for like that site. Um, and I just started, you know, I just called companies that I thought were like the best in their space. And uh, I think it was about out of like the eight that I'd reached out to five became clients. Um, which was awesome. And, uh, and yeah, how I, how I reach out to these startups is I would call them and just ask, you know, uh, Hey, uh, I'm just wondering who I would talk to about setting up a business account, right? Cause, or a corporate account, right? Yeah. Cause you want to get a decision maker on the phone at like an early stage startup, right? right? Just right. ask for like, I want to funnel you a ton of business, right? Yeah. And it's like, that's well, rule like, number one. Yeah. Rule you want to spend like an hour yeah. talking to the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that was one of the things that, you know, I'd done. And, you know, you'd be surprised, like, people don't call people as much anymore. Mm-mm. You know, it's, See? it's so much email and like <laughs> so much Facebook advertising and like, and it works, right? But at the same time, like, I was just the guy that was like, no BS and called people. Like our first actual signed client 
I was walking down the street uh, and I saw like they had like a storefront where the startup was working out of, right? Mm-hmm. And I had heard about them before uh, and I'd even signed up for their beta product, right? And it was a, uh, it was a company called Stadium, right? So it's like mix and match like food delivery, super cool product, right? So you could like order like tacos and sushi in like the same order and it comes to you like, <laughs> together. Okay. That is some God complex thing right there. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Like, yeah, I want my so kid, American. You yeah. want Chinese. So whatever. now they're going to come in the same thing. Yeah. So uh, I just walked by and I just went into the I went into the place uh, and I just started talking about this thing that I'd been working on your NYC concierge. Um, a couple phone calls were out at that point, uh, but I you know I didn't get any hard yeses. Right. So I started talking to this guy and it turns out he's the CEO of the company. Right. And within an hour and a half, this was like our first signed client. That's and, awesome. And then, the, and then all the other ones kind of came shortly after. So yeah. That was uh, that was pretty cool. You liked your energy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I like to work with people that they like. Just you guys like. were talking about how you guys work together so well, and that's how you know you guys could like actually create products. I feel like even whether it's investors or partners or anything, people so much like you're just selling yourself in terms of like that's yeah. someone I want to work with. It's so true. It's like when it comes to like working with people, I think it's like your lizard brain reacts first, right? It's like regardless of how good your thing is or how good the data is like do i like you oh absolutely would i want to continue an ongoing professional relationship like you know like right away with a lot of people that's true that's like how people get hired it's like people just want to hire people just want other people they would hang out with yeah that was uh i i would say that the other the other thing that came out of that which was super fun was, I mean, we were going to go into another vertical of our business, right? Uh-huh. And so we had taken a meeting with Manhattan Mini Storage. Okay. Right? And this is like... They actually have really good advertisements. I was going to ask, you know who does the, them? Get, get is it this. In-house? They are all done in-house. I thought so. There's something really authentic about it that it I was like, they just do that in-house. in-house. I was blown away when I learned that. Yeah. Right? So yeah, so they're owned by like Edison Properties, right? So we go to Edison Properties... Uh, we have like, which is like so cool. And like, these are, this is like a major New York brand, right? Yeah. We're like a three week old startup at this point. Right. And so we go into this boardroom with these guys, right? We, you know, me and Ian's my cousin are sitting there. Um, and you know, we picked our service, you know, because we were going to work with like a ton of different, uh, things. So you could like do anything through SMS, which ended up becoming this huge thing, a la carte, like, a la like magic and you know these like uh go butler and all this stuff yeah we were we were like on that trail as that stuff was happening so it was like it was insane and so they were one of the services we were looking to work with and so when uh you know we talked about the you know to them like what we did and we said great you know but every service that we work with has to apply to work with us because if we're funneling customers we want to make sure that we're you know providing the best thing Mm -hmm. and they were like at the end of the meeting they're like great so listen we really want to work with you uh where do we send our application to Right, and meanwhile, this is like the biggest brand in Manhattan, right? Yeah. And we're like this, like two week old, like little startup. I'm like, we did have value to yeah. provide, right? So it's so funny because, like, what I always get from that story is like, it just reminds me, like, no matter how big and awesome something is, like, it, it, no matter how big the client or how big the company, like, you always have, you can always have something that they don't have that you can provide in the I way that they've been like that. dying to look for. Well, I think that goes back to the proactiveness too. Like, so yeah, you want to work with people yeah. you like, but when it comes into business and someone's like a startup, like you're looking for that, like, I, they are hungry and they have vision and they have drive. And like, not only do I like working with them, I know like if shit hits the fan, they're going to like make it happen. And you mm-hmm. know, and like if you're literally, I'm a three week old startup and I don't, I have the balls to go talk to somebody and like pitch and just be so excited about it. It's yeah. like, that guy's going to make it happen.
not for nothing. That was the exact vibe that like we got from Alyssa. <laughs> like, 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 like Alyssa, Alyssa came at us like a storm, right? She's like, she's like, <laughs> you should see her right now. She's amazing watching her giggle. It. So it was, it was cool to be on the other end of that table. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was actually funny. That that's the impression I get from you. I, I met Alyssa through a friend that I went to college with, Jesse, yeah. and I like lived with her Who's for a while. She's one of your childhood friends. She's one yeah. of your oldest friends. She was my best friend in college and like, you know, we're still close. But it's so funny, like I met you and she, I was just like, like I remember talking about you to her just being like, Alyssa's just like, you know, a fucking ball of fire. And she's just like, yeah, I just like, she's like, apparently I have a thing for like really like big personalities with big curly hair. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that is your type. She's like, That's my type of friend. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, you guys saw, well, you guys have so many similarities, right? Yeah. You see something in each other. You walk and you like, watch Shark Tank. I feel like they talk about that all the time. Mark Cuban's always just like, I see, like, reminds me of a younger version of me. It could be like anyone just because they know that they're like, you're going to knock on doors and like you know whatever you're doing like we'll like make that happen god i wait, love that show it's <laughs> so fun wait wasn't mark cuban like a, a nfl player or something no, no he has no. A, he has he owns the mavericks he now. owns the dallas mavericks okay that's why what did he do originally like what made him his first his first million he's a paypal right i don't he know was he, he was an early investor he's a beast i mean i just oh no i, I just i, I just don't know curious i just know from his shark tank like intro he's like the outspoken, the yeah, outspoken right. owner of the Dallas Mavericks, yeah. Mark Cuban. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he's worth more than all of them combined. Like it's not even close. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Remember when he invested on Avi in Avion? Oh, in uh, <laughs> in Entourage. Yeah, but it's an actual brand. Oh. I wonder if he actually brand. owns part of Avion. Probably drink tequila, everyone. Everybody. Yeah, no hangovers. I You're- totally thought it was PayPal. <laughs> no, da- yeah, Dallas Mavericks, Landmark Theaters, Magnolia Pictures, oh. and it's a chairman of HDTV Cable Network. And he also has that. Um, oh, what is it? It's like similar to Twitter or something, except it. <laughs> no, no, no. Something. It's like something where you can message people. Maybe not Twitter, but you can message people, and it disappears after a certain amount Snapchat? of time. Snapchat? No, it disappears after a certain amount of time. Snapchat? It's not there forever. <laughs> no, it's not Snapchat. You can store snaps now. Well, oh, you, really? always, yeah. you always could store snaps, I never but got I think into they make the it Snapchat. easier. Well, I snap, but like I don't trust anything. Like, first of all, I just don't trust the internet. I have like such trust issues with anything tech or digital. I'm like, there's no way that this is not getting saved. So, like, people who like, plus, you can still like do like you can take a screenshot unless somebody's like send you a one second snap. You can tell, still take a screenshot. And Snapchat actually revealed that they backed everything up on servers. So, like, all those, all those special, those special Whoops. intimate. Guys, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> kill the servers, kill the servers. <laughs> no, I never got into it. I feel like. I'm not really into it either. I feel like there was like the generation rate of like people that used Facebook, right? And I think that was like my, my like generation of like, all right, like we like Facebook was our main tool, and yeah, then like there was we, like yeah, like we, it, it happened. We're the same year, in yeah, college. We're the same year of college, right? It so, happened like the year before we entered college. Yes, yeah, so yeah, when they Ian, launched like, in got multiple it schools. as it was coming yeah. out. So he's a year older, yeah. And so Facebook was like new, and like okay, Facebook is like the center of my you know 
online yeah, social life. I, think I remember so, thinking it was a yearbook or something at me first. Me too, because originally like, it was what? just for colleges, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah my friends at UCLA used it. Yeah, like yeah. I got my NYU email address and I was so excited to get Facebook. Same, I was, yeah. like, I was so ready for it. Yeah. And then so now. we had that. <laughs> but I didn't know if it was like a part of my college. I thought it was, I was a little confused by it, but... As we grew up with that, I feel like then there was like the Twitter generation yeah. and then there was the Instagram generation right. and there was a Snapchat generation. And there's like, it, you can like kind of tell how old some people are sometimes based on like where they fall in that spectrum. Well, and based on how efficient share. they are. On, but you know what? Mm. This younger generation though, like this generation right now actually prefers, so like Facebook is very public, right? And like, so it's, like, it's funny because Facebook is still the ultimate social media tool just in terms of like how many people are on it the various ways you can communicate, like private message, like video, how many whatever. Yeah, how many people are on it. Their like, native content. Yeah, and all yeah, the and apps like, and integrations. And I you mean, can, like, c- contact friends from, like, you know, it's mostly, like, oh, you get to, like, talk to, I get to talk to my family in Lebanon. Like, that's my parents, like, are like, show me that picture of your cousin. Like, you know, <laughs> and that's cool. But, like, Twitter is kind of, like, more cerebral. It's, like, if you're funny, witty, like, if you like to read a lot. Instagram is, like, if you are a visual person or you're really self-obsessed, but then... Or both. Or both. And then Snapchat, even though it's like a little bit younger, it's actually like a reflection of the fact that this generation really likes... They they prefer to communicate. Actually, there's like a trend in communication one-on-one. Like they actually don't want to share So it's like narrow casting versus broadcasting, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, these are just like, yeah. So, you know, you can have a store, something on your story. Instagram and Twitter, I mean, yeah, Instagram and Twitter both kind of have that too. They have direct message. No, 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 but I'm saying about like not wanting your parents to be on it. Like parents, because it's not as user-friendly like Twitter or Instagram like in terms of the interface. So like it's less likely that your parents are going to be on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. But like Snapchat is like, you can have a story that broadcasts everyone. And then you can just like, like I'm like screaming, you know, some drunk lyrics. Like I'm going to snap that to like my three closest friends, like not everyone. And so I think that's actually really interesting because people think that it's a younger generation that tends to be like louder on social media. But I actually think it's like, you notice like you're, we're finding out all these like people are like racists or bigots or whatever on Facebook. They're a little bit older. They're our generation and older, oh, actually. That's yeah. a con- that's a conversation for yes. another. So, no, I know. No. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying. The like, P- oh, the people I've unfriended. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, well, totally. You go. But it's just like I'm just using that as an example. Mm-hmm. But like you're not, you know, you're not seeing like 16 year olds necessarily shouting that stuff. It's a little bit older generation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Facebook. <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't want, I'm not going to go into this too much, but it's very fascinating being from a conservative town in Georgia, but having lived in New York City for the past 11 years, my Facebook is like confused. <laughs> it's so confused. <laughs> it's so confused, but it's a, like a very good sampling of both sides of everything. Like, yeah. Interesting. yeah, the right side and the wrong side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the left side. Very well done. Very well done, Phil. <laughs> yeah. You guys are so insane. What, what? Are, were you going to ask about sacrifices? I uh, sort of. You, okay, you, you go ask, ask yours and then I can ask mine. What were the sacrifices? you do Fucking amazing. <laughs> I feel like so you're pretty in sync too, by the way. (laughs) 
We can be. You should have an in sync rap battle. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No. Um, that's so funny. We actually, the funniest part is that I think that we always do that at this question. Like, there's like at this juncture. Usually, like, we'll like be like have different questions. But if ever it, one of us is like, oh, were you going to ask about sacrifices? It's always like, yes. Or there's any struggles. Well, struggles. I think it's because you don't know. I don't think our guests normally volunteer. Hey, let's just talk about the struggles and the sacrifices. It's yeah. like, and you get to a point where you're like, okay, yeah. it's time to hear the more balanced side of yeah. our we, life. We like to, so like, life doesn't happen. Like, it doesn't, we, like, people like to think of like success as like zero to a hundred. Real quick. Real fucking quick. But like, what about one through 99? Totally. That's like really important. Like that's or what we want to share. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So what about, what are some of the sacrifices, struggles? Sleep. You guys sleep? Sleep. <laughs> For Phil, it's definitely sleep. I require more sleep than he does. Most of the time after we like hug and go our separate ways, I'll be like, please go back home and go to sleep. Like that's what I tell him to do instead of like, have a good night. I'm like, please go sleep. You need sleep. I, I mean, I like love taking on like hundreds of things. And part of my, part of what allowed like cast me and all this stuff, I think part of, from my end, allowed me to really commit really heavily to it is I was working on like a few projects at a time. Right. And I just said, that's it. Like, I think having a full-time job at get and focusing on, you know, everything we're doing at castmate is like more than enough. Right. And so stuff started happening really, really, really fast. Also when I just focused on those two, you know, those two things, because I feel like that. Yeah. just like, it'll prioritize, prioritize because like stuff comes up, right? Like yeah. every little thing that happens every like little feature, every little email blast or every, you know, to do it right, to do it with quality and like to really put the time into it. And also when you're working with a team, sometimes things, some, some certain things take more time mm-hmm. because everybody's got to approve everything. Right. Uh, and that's good. Right. Because you get, you end up with something better than you just doing it on your own, but it's like just stuff takes time. So in general, it's just, it's just time. Yeah. For, for me, it's definitely been, I, yeah, free time, but I will say that I'm happier, busier. So it is a sacrifice. It's no doubt a sacrifice. And and what else are we going to do? I'm very, <laughs> no, no, maybe for you. No, I'm just <laughs> but, uh, wow. but like, no, it's, 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 um, I'm very lucky that my family and friends are understanding of the fact that I'm doing something I really care about and believe in. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, I still am making a good enough effort to check in with them, but that's what it is. I mean, I sort of live here a little bit, right? Like right. I do make it home to sleep and then come back. Yeah. But, well, you're working. Yeah. But we also know the short-term and long-term vision yeah. and goal of it, right? Like yeah. we know that like this is the, this is definitely a sacrifice time to like make this thing happen. You know, it's, it requires a lot, but then look, I mean, the idea of like helping actors with technology and like evening the playing field and making the industry a more like safe, friendly, understandable place where you can like grow your career in a much like more clear fashion. And that's like, that is the ethos of castmate as in general to level. You have different, yeah. You guys have different products. They know that you're launching, but. And they all kind of speak to, they'll all eventually kind of speak to each other in a, in a certain way. And the, the, the goal to a degree, and I think this has been a part of Alyssa's goal also is, is making this industry something that's, you know, that's understandable, that's attainable with hard work and talent, right? 
And, uh, you know, there's just no excuse to just not do anything, right? Like it's all- And have something to show and not just completely be like who you know. Right, yeah. exactly. Now look, it's always going to come down to that to a degree, right? Like who you know is always like for sure going to be a factor. And that's why you should leverage your, your network always. But yeah. And ahead. that's <laughs> or, why like or, we will have a product that focuses a little bit on that too, right? Yeah. But it's, I think I- what what we're trying to do from my perspective, correct me if I'm wrong, please, CEO, wrong, um, <laughs> um, is we're we're finding ways to to insert technology and um, and sort of a growth hacking mentality and a startup mentality into uh, the actor's life in in as Ooh. many entry points as possible, Ooh. where it is helpful and non-threatening for the other side of the table. Yeah. Mm. Producers, directors, casting directors, choreographers, you know, agents, managers, all of them. Like those people are actually our allies because when an actor is empowered and doing their best work and not as stressed and saving time and money and all these things, they're doing better work and they're booking jobs, which Mm -hmm. is exactly what the other side of the table wants. Yeah. So it's about creating that ecosystem and using technology to do it in a way that's non-threatening and empowering. Does, is that no? I mean, it's like that makes a lot of sense. That was Thank you. So that was well eloquent, put. Tommy. Well, boss. I was just going to say that's what's exciting for us is about um, figuring out how to form relationships with those people who hear about what we're doing and say, "Oh, yes, like I get it. This is something I'm interested in. Let's start a conversation." Like, how can like any any you know, I encourage anyone who's listening Please. that is like part of the industry in some fashion that gets what we're talking about and have coffee. respects <laughs> it. Like totally like we will, we like, we offer our time yeah. and our hugs. Like this is a conversation that, that we're excited to have. So, and now a voiceover actor to tell you a bit about breather. A breather is a well-decorated remote workspace you can rent by the hour with lots of locations and sizes to choose from. Oh, and now I actually record episodes in them from time to time. So if you need a space to work remotely, have a meeting, or do something that's no one else's business in private, use discount code CHILL at breather.com for $45 off your first booking. Thanks, voiceover actor. Now back to our interview. You were saying... uh the need to prioritize. Mm. I was just curious about that because, you know, uh, those nitty gritty things do happen like with startups and groups and like, how do you, do you guys have a process for how you decide what is priority, what's not, and I don't know, decision maker than just Trello. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, we use Trello. But. Uh, yeah. But no, it's like a, it's like a way to like, yeah, prioritize so like work, all your stuff. Uh, project. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Control, right. And then we also, I mean, we're also obsessed and this is a huge plug for Slack. Oh like, my God. We're obsessed. I just Slack. got on Slack. Oh, we're, obsessed we're addicted to it. <laughs> it great. is the best thing ever. Um, but it's it, nice. The hashtags and everything. It's so just, yes, it's so smart. I'm like, I love them. Um, but we, uh, in terms of prioritizing features, right. Yeah. Uh, and prioritizing the kind of roadmap that we want to go down. Um, Look, when you have, when you have this kind of like, when you have like a, you know, CTO, like we, like Christopher Tonning is our CTO, right? Mm-hmm. You have this guy who like wields this and you have, you know, he's Ron, who's our chief product officer and, you know, Ian, who's just got like years of like marketing experiences, our COO, right? And like, you know, all this operation experience uh, I get, you know, what you have like all these amazing people in like one place and 
you just want to do everything, right? You just like want to tackle all the little problems, right? Yeah. But there's the problems that people are willing to pay for or commit mm-hmm. their, and by the way, pay with time or money, right? Because like they're both yeah. forms of payment, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the, there's the things that people would like to have and there's the pe- things that people like need to have, right? So it's like the vitamins versus the painkillers, right? Mm-hmm. There's the classic like tech argument, Seriously. right? Seriously, yeah. So, Vitamin- which one's that right? So the yeah. vitamins are things that would be like nice, but like the painkillers like, oh my God, I need that, right? Oh. Like I'm in pain, I, I, I think of the other Yeah, I was going right. to say, you right. find there's, the other I got confused, that, I, got, I actually saw it that way initially too. Because it's preventative, right? So you that's need proactive certain, or reactive, you need a right? Certain yeah. amount of vitamins. Oh, right. absolutely. Yeah. But but like if you need a painkiller, no. you need a pain. It's no, based absolutely. on I guess, the level of need versus the proactive versus reactive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Maybe you totally. need the painkiller because you haven't had anything to drink or oh. eat because you have a headache because you, <laughs> you haven't been taking care of stuff. Well, like that's the fine line. Is like I think that so like with the thing that like reactive is people it's considered bad is because it's considered like a reaction, a stress reaction, right? Reactive Mm -hmm. is like, Oh, whatever. It's coming from a a source of stress, but you can only plan for so many things. Like, and then you, certain things you have to let happen, right? Like certain things people are willing to pay for, right? Other things you're not willing to pay for. So you have to invest in those things. We have to figure it out by that. That's where like we, we build like the, the, you know, and this is like the classic like tech terms as like, you know, minimum viable product, right? right. What's the least, this the smallest, like least intrusive, like least time consuming thing that we can build. That'll still be really awesome that we can test if people are really going to use this or not. Now, luckily we had Alyssa, right? And Alyssa had built this thing. (laughs) Alyssa was our MVP before she even knew it, right? (laughs) So we're like, hey lady. I can't see my facial expression. Yeah, her facial expressions were pretty awesome. I am, yeah. MVP. Yeah. <laughs> and also our most viable player. Right? Thanks. So, uh-huh. so, um, I, so yeah. yeah, something I want to speak to just to answer your question, Olivia, um, about how you make those decisions, right? Is we, we actually are, and this is a credit to Phil and Ian who built this team over, you know, five years, but our team, every single member of our team has either built a company or a department, which is Amazing. Mm. So, so, yeah. so not only is that just like in itself incredibly impressive, but they've built a company or a department within the specific role that they have on our team. So when we have to make these decisions, we know exactly which person to ask or which people to ask. And we, we make the, the decision as a group, but it's like knowing exactly for which, for which sort of problem not necessarily problem but like whatever comes up what to solve for mm-hmm. um phil is very good at being like okay so this has to do with products so i'm gonna ask ron about this this has to do with design so i'm gonna ask jason about this like it's just it's sort of um yeah we're we're very our team is you trust amazing you like trust. i can't the yeah. trust is there like the sort of knowing who to go to for what and uh, it, I don't know. You can probably speak a little more eloquently no, on that, but that's like, no, how I, freaking awesome is that, right? Yeah. But that that's like... <laughs> well, I was thinking about that when you were saying like what customers will pay for and what they won't, and that's kind of a, another priority. And I was just thinking about how different brands brand themselves and like what's aligned and what you value. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? And so like, I think the, the problem with reactive people get is that it's very, uh, like emotional, like not, not thought through, like it could be anything, like you're just going to have a reaction to it versus I think being responsive, you're probably going to be like, go, go, go until like, you're like, wait a second, that's, it, 
I would think there'd be a line where you're like, okay, no, no, we don't do that. <laughs> like, you know, and it's easy to be emotionally invested in your product. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, it's like, are you forming your ideas around this like core emotional experience that you're having with this thing? Uh-huh. So are you, are you, you know, justifying everything around like just going forth based on that one emotion that you had? Or are you constantly looking at the thing from as an objective as possible standpoint and saying, is this really worth it? Right? Yeah. Because if people are willing to pay for it, what it's really saying is, do people really value this? Right? It's less about the money, more so about the value. Right? Like, right. How valuable is this in your, in your life? Are you willing to spend your time and money and energy like working with our thing and like learning about it and doing it like, or talking about it? Because if not, then how, how much value does it, how much weight does it really hold? I'm, so I might thought it was a good idea, but... You well, know. and you're just one person too. Yeah. One person or, gives you one response and then you're like, it's not that you completely go with everyone that gives you feedback I would imagine you have to vet some of it and like see where they're coming from what their perspective is and then be like okay like is that a value or other people saying that too or like or why would someone say that you know yeah really well Well, when I first uh did the the pre-interview with you I wrote down this thing that you said Alyssa was that you believe that everyone's input made for the best ideas Are there certain standards or measures of success then that you have for the company and what it represents? You talked about the leveling up. Would you say that's like, if I'm doing that, then the company's on the right track? Or like, do you have any other standards that you that you guys keep in mind in terms of what how if you people measure are success? booking appointments, right? Yeah. <laughs> like with our freelancers, like that's that's great. If um, you know, uh, when I, sometimes when I have conversations with new actors when they go. Uh, when they're, you know, when they've heard of Audition Hero and it just seems to be a thing in the ethos that they've heard of, that to me is like, you know, is really awesome. But I mean, in terms of our like key performance indicators, uh, I would say, look, I mean, everything from open rates on emails to click through rates on ads to, um, you know, how many people are booking, how many people are repeat booking and coming back. Um, I mean, those are all like our, our standard measures. Unfortunately, in in the world that we're in, which is this world of, of the arts, uh, the, uh, there are a lot of people, even within the community, um, because a lot of what we do is a hobby for other people. They don't necessarily, I'm trying to use my words carefully, value um, artists' time the same way that they might value other business professionals' time. Oh, totally. No. And so... Yeah. And and so what happens very often is these freelance artists are asked to do things as favors when really that's their career. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what they're doing with their lives, right? Yeah. Like you would never go up to a doctor. Well, some people do, but you you probably shouldn't go up to a doctor and be like, hey, can you just like give me a free CAT scan? Like, yeah. you don't, yeah. you know or what you I mean? you wouldn't go up to the mailman and be like, can you just like, you can you just like send this package for free for me this week? Because yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. Like, but th- these are these people's careers. And, and <clears throat> it, I'm, I'm very passionate. Castmate is very passionate about valuing what artists do. And when you are booking on Audition Hero, you're supporting two artists. You're supporting yourself 
and you're supporting <coughs> that freelancer that you're booking who's also trying to make a living and by the way is coming down as low as they can on price point so they can help you out. You're also supporting the other freelancer that you just found out about because you were looking for you know what I mean? Like it's it's all interwoven, it's all connected. It's creating win, this win, creating this win. community yeah. of artists supporting artists. Yes. And yes. I'm very yes, passionate yes. about that. Preach. So I yes. think the freelancers that's your I culture. Hope they yeah. know that. Yeah. And they value that. And I and I make a point to speak with them at all of our hiring interviews about Mactus that. Mactus Lake in yeah. 2016. Yes. Felissa. Uh, yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yeah. Can we hear a success story? Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> um, so this is super cool. So uh, just, you know, before we even had our beta rolled out, um, someone <laughs> uh, reached out to us uh who needed a song arranged or trans transcribed and arranged uh, a song being transcribed for, for you non musicians out there is uh, when, when the sheet music does not exist. So someone actually needs to put, put the the music on the sheet and make an arrangement of it. Um, So I didn't know at the time what this was for. I just, this person had reached out and was freaking out and had an audition the next day. And we were freaking out because like, we have a customer, but no product. Right, we didn't have a product yet. So I talked to this person on the phone and hooked her up with my not my, he's, he's not mine, but, uh, one of my favorite, um, accompanists and arrangers and they had a session and it went really well. And then we actually had at that time, we were bringing in, uh, clients for coffee and chats is what we called them. Yeah. So we had gotten, a, we had, we had reached out to and talked with a lot of people at Actors Pro Expo. So this huge list of people and we asked them all like, Hey, whoever wants to like come by for coffee, you're more than welcome. Uh, so they set up time and they would by. tell us, yeah, essentially like how we could best serve them in the acting community and their experiences and where they were in their career. So all these things, took right. all this feedback. We took, right. So, um, but so she happened to also be coming in later that week for a coffee and chat. So she comes in for the coffee and chat and she wants, she wanted to tell me in person that she, the, the material she was working on was actually for the Hamilton open call. Um, the they actually <laughs> they, what which is like literally I, I don't know if you've ever seen what an open call looks like for actors but it's like a cattle call it's like a line all the Huge. way around the block and this for Hamilton was literally it was insane around Kimmy a Schmidt. city block Kimmy Schmidt yeah Titus Burgess Titus, yeah. Titus, <laughs> there you go he does it for I forget some weird uh, Spider Man Spider Man <laughs> that's funny but yeah so there you go so literally like. And the other thing is, I don't know what the case is with Hamilton. I, I, because of this experience, I do believe they were actually looking for people. But sometimes many shows do these things, you know, as a way, as sort of a little bit of a press stunt at times. Like, they're not always necessarily looking for people. And so actors wait online for hours and hours and hours to go get to sing three seconds of a song. And, it, you know... Kind of Unfortunately, that, yeah. can hap- that can yeah. happen, right? But you never know, whatever. So, so this girl, it, it happened to just be like her first audition back, you know, in the game after she had been taking care of her mom for like a year and a half. And she worked with our accompanist ranger to, you know, work uh, on a song, one of my favorite songs. And she uh, got a call back. From the open call for Whoa. Hamilton. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's like this was insane. the first and this was first the first appointment. Hero appointment. It was the first Before appointment I set up for Audition Hero. I like completely manually. And I was like, and I don't think she even realized how big of a deal it was. She's like, yeah, I got a call back. I'm like, 
so I was like I'm freaking out for her yeah, right like yeah. you know I have this high energy yeah. and I didn't want to scare her away but I was just like this is amazing <laughs> like cup, even yeah. if nothing happens after this callback what you just accomplished you're on the radar is unbelievable it's Kelsey which is in there you know they're they're arguably the, the biggest casting office in New York. And then in addition, you know, Hamilton's casting, I believe, five companies. Because there's the Broadway, there's the national tour that's stopping in San Francisco and LA, then there's Chicago, and now they're going to be opening in London. So it's like, just getting on their radar is amazing. There's going to be replacement after replacement. It's like impossible to get in that room, right? And she got a callback from the open call with a line all the way around the block from singing 16 bars that was arranged through audition heroes. <laughs> we were so excited about yeah, that. And, and the freelancer was stoked about it too. I mean, it's like, those are the little moments that are like, okay, well, keep pushing, keep pushing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right. So what an cool. omen. Yeah. That was <laughs> yeah. very cool. And I was like, oh, thank God. Right. Because here they acquired me and I'm, and I'm like, Hey, guess what guys? <laughs> one for one. <laughs> Have you heard awesome. of Hamilton? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, yeah. I don't know if you know Lynn Manuel Miranda, yeah. Yeah. but we're besties. <laughs> was there, so you guys are both very proactive. What about as kids? Was this something that, you know, you guys, this is something everyone always noticed about you, or is this something maybe you're actually really shy and grew into? Which I yeah. always wanted to put on a magic show. <laughs> like, that was like music. And I was like, did. everybody, look. Phil just did a magic, magic trick in the office last night. But, but, Alyssa, but Alyssa knew the trick. Yeah. It was, uh, I didn't know it ahead of time. I just figured it out. Yeah. Anyways. So that's a yes. What? That's a yes. Do I still do magic? No, I was oh. if um if you when you were a kid, if you were always very like proactive and oh, that yeah. just was like so <laughs> yeah. you were just like, I love magic, yeah. making my own magic yeah. show. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. What was your favorite oh, magician? What was like <laughs> Oh my god. Yourself. Um, no, <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> definitely not. The great Phil Dini. No. Uh Phil Phil Dini. Uh, I love I loved Howard Houdini. Well, for I love Howard Houdini. I'm gonna Houdini. get you a t-shirt that says that for Howard. Phil Dini. God. Um, I need it. So Howard Houdini was like my favorite. And what was cool was actually when I was uh uh in college, uh, I got to actually take a magic class as like a real course. One-on-one? Yeah. For real. How many credits? Uh, oh, I don't even remember. I think our college. Who cares? Years. Any amount of yeah, credits, I think right? Like Zero point two five credits. <laughs> negative credits. It's wasting my parents and I had money. Awesome. So, so yes, yeah, so I took this class, and my so the final for this class was we got to build. A magic trick. Wait, this is, isn't this historical? <laughs> like only in like liberal arts schools in America yeah, can yeah, you do this. Anyways. But no, but it was really cool. Of Create your own was. major, like you acting. T- yeah, absolutely. software engineering. Whatever. Why did you get into any of that stuff after, till after college? <laughs> um, so so yeah, I, I got to build this trick, uh, uh, which was you know the Houdini trick where someone like goes like uh, the the magician goes in the box. And like gets tied up, and then the assistant goes on top of the box and like lifts up a curtain and goes like one, two, three, and then all of a sudden they've switched, and so the magician's the assistant, and the assistant's like locked in the box, right? So I was like, I want to do that, 
but with one person. Yeah. I was like, I'm over it. Like, I just want to, you know, this is my moment. <laughs> I want all the attention. I want all of the attention. <laughs> Autonomy is very important to you, right? Very important. <laughs> so uh, I'd figured out a bunch. So I, I'd got the plans for Houdini's original trick. Right. So I literally went to the wood shop and built from scratch this box, like this huge box. And everything. I already know the story and it's this so, so funny. <laughs> and, and then we also had speakers come to our class. Right. So one of the oh speakers who came to my class that semester was Teller from Penn and Teller. <gasps> yeah. And so he's the one that doesn't talk or the one he does talk? He doesn't talk, but then like in life fake, he talks. Okay. Right. He's very, <laughs> very opinionated does he have an uh, talker. What? Uh, no, he's just a regular guy. But he's okay. also super, super smart. Like, oh my God, his intelligence is like unreal, right? Is that why he's not allowed to talk? Probably, like, yeah, because they yeah. don't want to scare people. They don't want to scare, scare people how smart right? he is. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we, we built, you know, so I was building this thing. I was stuck at this one kind of thing, right? And so then he gave me this idea that sparked this kind of other mode of thinking. And so... It, uh, he came to the shop with me like, to, to do this, to figure out this thing. And then there was one last part of how this trick would work. And we're looking at it and I figured it out like live, like in person, like, you know, and he just looks at me, just goes, you're pretty fucking proud of yourself right now. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I literally just like rebuilt Houdini's metamorphosis box. This is the coolest day of my freaking life. <laughs> that was possibly the nerdiest sentence that has ever been spewed. Ever. Yeah. So, yeah. I can die happy. Wait, but he's like, look how proud he's like, he's so like, always of himself. Just, yeah. Do you have a video of this? I do. Can you? Oh my God, do you have a video? Yeah. Can you share it? I totally. I need to see that. I don't know where it is i gotta find is it is it on vhs of course Probably, it yeah is. it's something like that oh it's no like, this is college there's i think there's like I a dvd of it somewhere like, but overlap it uh it is yeah so the, the the trick was i basically would say i like said to the whole audience like that this, oh this box is locked come and like bang on this box i let the audience do whatever they want to the box right <laughs> <laughs> you really are so fucking proud of yourself right now i'm so proud of and so they can mess with all they wanted to right and then I go, all right, I was like, hey, like, you know, so it was a box and a mailbag, like a big, like, canvas mailbag <laughs> and a rope and handcuffs. And, uh, and so then uh, I pull this, you know, I, I start basically just, like, shitting on Houdini. I'm like, really? He wasn't that big of a deal, right? Like, and, what, and I pull the curtain in front of me and I start stripping off my clothes. And then I push, you know, I push the thing away and I'm just like in like little speedos. And I was like, this is all Houdini really was. It was like sex appeal, right? And like, I, <laughs> I don't check. need an assistant. Right? I don't need, assistant. I don't need assistance. Innovating, here. innovating all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then I pull the thing in front of it again really quick. Say, also what Houdini did was he did everything like either like under the dirt or like in a you jail. You didn't know you were getting yourself yeah. right? into asking And I pull the guys. thing in front and within like two seconds, I'm like in the box that's been locked from all sides in the bag that's tied from the outside and in the handcuffs. So like within about like, you know, like two seconds. I was really hoping you would say, you were going to say that you pulled the curtain back and you didn't get in and I'm like, it malfunctioned. <laughs> you were just standing there to draw. <laughs> it was my final. That was like my final. Like I oh could, you know, right, I like prep for this thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so that was, uh, that was it. That was like my final exam was like uh, locking myself into a box. In a bag tied up. From the outside. From the outside. <laughs> who, who let you out since you didn't have an assistant? So then 
the well, then there were assistants. <laughs> all right. So you're taking all the credit. So they had to give unlock. Van, they had to unlock Vanna the some credit. Vanna. Okay. So the Vannas had to unlock. <laughs> there was two. Had to unlock the thing and then let me oh, out. There were whole two. Yeah. And that was yeah. And, wow. then I, and then I apologized to Houdini. Then I'm like, I'm sorry. And then I'm able to take off like the police like handcuffs that were yeah. on. You, you so shit on Houdini's name. Wait. So yeah. What? What was your original question? So I, I was going to point this out, actually. I was like, I feel like he kind of forced that response into my question. Well, I was asking proactive being examples. I proactively forced my Houdini story. Into, you just want to talk about Houdini. I realized, whenever I realized there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's now or never. <laughs> I just like literally couldn't even remember the question. But were you um, proactive as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, listen. Sorry, Olivia. No, I loved it. That was really that amazing. Was, that was I, I, actually, that was I had, like, goosebumps, honestly, at some point. Yeah, like, that's it's a great story. Um, yeah. Oh, well, okay. So, uh, I, as a kid, yes, I was super proactive and dramatic. And we used to do skits in the basement for, like, whenever, like, we'd have family friends come over. We would, like... I would make everyone do skits and stuff and like do a show for them. Um, and, and, and we have some of that on video. I also used to make my brother sing Disney songs with me. Um, what was and, your favorite? Oh, Jasmine and Aladdin. Holy world. Yeah. Yeah. We okay, would like sorry. jump on the, we'd be like, it, I'd be like in a bikini okay, with like my together. big like kid belly, like jumping <laughs> up and down singing Jasmine and, and, and Aladdin. And like whenever my brother would sing the wrong part, I'd like knock him back down. I was going to add to your like my little brother. Really yeah. I used to make him do ridiculous things. And, like, I can see that <laughs> so clearly in my mind's eye. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. You're not riding the carpet right. Like he would start singing the Jasmine part and I'd be like, Daniel. Um, but anyways. No, yeah, um, and I, I was more, um, I, I was very social, very proactive, very like, I played, my parents had me play like every sport. I tried like I every ask, club. Like I did like everything. Yeah. But what was really funny is, and still to this day, I think I just don't, I don't have much shame. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't have many fears. So like when we, which is good as an actor. Um, but so we, my family moved from Maryland to Georgia when I was in fifth grade and no one knew who I was because I, well, they knew who I was because I, <laughs> because I was the only <laughs> Jewish one. But other than that, like they didn't, no one really knew who I was because I moved in the middle of the year and it was fifth grade, which, which is like the end of elementary school. You're like the Kings and Queens of the school and everyone like has their group of friends. And there was a talent show in April. And there was no like school play even. Down this there. is Alyssa's Houdini story, everybody. Like, no, this, is, this isn't really <laughs> this, my Houdini She wasn't story. eighteen or twenty-one. This, I was in fifth grade. This is actually <laughs> my childhood. I was still trying to prove myself to the kings and queens of my college. <laughs> oh my god, hysterical! Um, but anyway, so yeah, so so the, so like literally like this talent show. Like I remember, like the popular guys got on stage and like lip synced to "Twist and Shout." You know what I mean? Like that was the talent. show. And you were show. like, so. Yeah. Move up. What did I do? Here comes these. I got on stage in a bathrobe, a shower cap, and these big snowman slippers because, like, those were the slippers I had, and sang Adelaide's Lament from Guys and Dolls. I wait, no, no. Wait, you know the song? Yeah, it's, it's like a person a, can develop a cold. a cold. Yeah, yeah. You in a New York it. accent, yeah. um, <laughs> and literally, and no one knew what it was, um, and and literally, like. 
I kid you not. Like I, like even in high school, like people still remembered that talent show performance because they were like, who is this girl that just got on stage in a New York accent in a bathrobe, like, and that sang the New York accent, like, and very, sang like, this, like, belty, like, yeah. whatever, <laughs> like, and of course this was like, you know, this is my mom's doing, really, but I still did it, whatever, and people remembered that for, like, years and years, like, I still go home sometimes, like, I'm, I'm not even Is there a video kidding. of that is the question? Oh, of course there's a video of that. Thank God. There's, video, there's oh lots of VHSs. Yeah, so, like, yeah, I mean- so, all of those persons developed a liking for Alyssa Magdus. Who did? Well, the, list, the watchers. Yeah, that suddenly person. everyone knew who I the, was. That was the a poison. Can develop a cold. Anyway. Wow. No, you should get going. into the theater now. You guys just need to do a musical theater review, and me and Olivia just need to sit here and hang out. Wow. I will applaud. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, just from waiting around for that plain little band of gold, a person can develop a cold. Yeah, that's awesome. So the answer is yes, yes. and yes. Yeah. No, yes. Shi- no shame, no shyness. No shame, All right. man. Going for the, yeah. So we know your ambition, which is your <laughs> passion for theater and tech. What is, how do you guys chill out? What's your chill? <laughs> Going to watch uh, conspiracy government movies. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we both found we out loved, that, we that we love like that. Do you guys watch a lot of Illuminati videos? Oh yes, oh, all yeah. of them. I don't even care all how ridiculous they are. Oh yeah, the more ridiculous, the better. Yeah, like tell me, JC's, you know, Jay Z's, and the like, you know, because he does the triangle hands. Yeah, <laughs> Illuminati, <laughs> yeah. Illuminati. He's a diamond. Right? Yep. The dumbs in the sky. Oh god! So you guys keep having moments like that. So good. You guys are like basically the same. It's person. really weird meeting the male version of yourself. It's it's kind of nuts. Yeah. I'm some actors. <laughs> <laughs> Fully transitioned. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. No. Uh, how do we chill? No. Honestly, I I don't think we chill often together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, um, yeah. No, well, sometimes we do actually. Sometimes we, I did magic the other night. <laughs> that, I wouldn't know if that magic was us chilling. Chill. But no, just a plug that, for my magic. <laughs> he did, but no, there's, um, there, it is funny that you just said, Really, he's creating audition hero to set himself up. Yeah, so really, really big plot. So I have but a bunch of people that will watch my magic. I, but I it's like imagining that like <laughs> magic is like a metaphor for something else. Like, ta-da! We get it. No, it's so good though. So I find a secret yeah. role in life that. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing or stupid in public, like talk about your magic on a podcast for half an hour. It's kind of say, <laughs> and that's why you really want to be sure. <laughs> do anything like really stupid or embarrassing. Then what makes it okay is if you send it with ta da. What's really funny, dude? Speaking of the younger thing, is like when we were younger and my brother and I used to do skits. If no one knew it was the end and no one started clapping, the rule was just go, ta da! And then everyone starts clapping! 
such a great four letter word. This started out as a as an, an analysis of proactive and reactive, and it turned into like competition of whose story was like no, no. Just, like freak act, like the freak accident that brought you guys together. You guys were like separated at birth, or like adopted, or like split we zygotes. Or something. Oh, God. Anyways. But <sighs> if, no, it's funny. There's like, it, we've actually, well, okay. So okay. we do chill on the, on the, um, we do have a terrace. We terrace have like, yeah. And we literally make ourselves go out there every like, night before we leave. 10 minutes we're really, like, five minutes. Okay. We have access to a terrace and it's beautiful and amazing. And we just like chill the F out. <laughs> but, <sighs> um, but no, it is like really odd. Like we could have met many times. Like we, we went to competing, uh, theater summer camps. Yep. Uh, Stage door for life. French woods, like done. Um, and like we went and to Alyssa took my spot at we, NYU. And then I, oh, wait, and then stage left and she was stage right. Uh, yeah, that's good. I yeah. am right. No, yeah, um, but anyways, I'm not gonna come <laughs> but no, but then, and then like I applied early decision to NYU and I think you did too. Yep. And, and you took my spot. When I, when, when, I met, when I met Phil's parents, Phil's mom was like, you took my son's spot. <laughs> Which is like, there's no way that's true. True. Like I was musical theater, and I'm female, and he is like straight acting and film, and like is male. But anyways, like we could have met at summer camp, we could have met in college, we didn't. Like we weren't supposed to get. You guys are soulmates. Ta da! You guys are soulmates. It's bizarre. Oh my god! It's, I don't even know. That's just like a few of the things. Yeah, it's insane. Um, I well, I think that. The energy definitely comes across, and the stories totally come across. Well, like, maybe that's why you guys are into conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah. Illuminati. We, we also enjoy <laughs> espionage very much, but we won't get into. Oh that. Okay. God, yeah, <laughs> we won't get into that. This We're is s- I'm like embarrassed to hear this podcast when no, it comes out. No, 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 no shame. No shame. No, there is no shame in my game. That's for sure. So that, that embarrassment doesn't apply. Um, so uh, you can tell- be embarrassed and still have no shame. <laughs> Do you think? What is the? Where does shame come from? Shame is like. Shame, shame is like deeply rooted. I feel like we talk about shame a Maybe lot. Maybe it has different degrees. Different, yeah. yeah. Cause I feel like there are things that I've been embarrassed. I used to be like easily embarrassed when I was a kid. And now like pretty much nothing shames me. Yeah. I'm only embarrassed if I act like an asshole, you know? Mm. Well, that, yeah, that makes sense. But no, but like I do embarrassing like, things makes all the me time. Look like an asshole. You know what I you mean? Know? Like, you know, when you do something, you're like, that was embarrassing, but whatever. Like that's like, what I mean. Oh, you mean like just like, that would be embarrassing, but I'm not. Whatever, like, that's but what I, I mean. it doesn't matter that's to me. I mean. Yeah, because I am above the shame. You have to have shame to feel ashamed, right? Sure. Well, Maybe I also have that whole theory. I think like pride and shame can be very opposite. So I think they if are. you have pride though on something, you're gonna right. That's there is, where you shame, have like, the potential, right? Yeah. I agree with you. Set up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So like, yeah. If you have no shame, it means like I you don't take pride in I talk to you guys either. about everything. I know. <laughs> I feel, yeah. I feel yeah. like we've recorded. How do you guys too. feel about my diet? <laughs> okay. Oh God. So, no, Alyssa hates it. <laughs> be very vocal. <laughs> I just love Seven Eleven. That's your daily desire. Oh, oh God. Magic is his lifelong passion. Seven Eleven is his daily desire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doing magic in Seven Eleven. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. You're going to buy a 7-Eleven and just pop out. Yep. You're gonna br- you, you should like oh, immerse. Oh, I have a Slurpee you machine. You should immerse. Slurpee machine. I was going to say Slurpee in the Speedo. Dude, it was just free Slurpee day. Oh, yeah. 7-Eleven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Aside from plugging 7-Eleven, yeah. why don't you plug 
<laughs> audition hero castmates how do people find you <laughs> go to your local 7-eleven <laughs> press the button on the left and all of a sudden okay. Ta-da! Ta-da! Um, <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh, audition hero uh, so audition hero is at auditionherohq.com uh, you can, you know, check out our, we're in New York right now. Uh, so we have, you know, freelancers available for, uh, audition taping, um, you know, anything you want to put on tape in general in a professional setting, uh, accompaniment, uh, any combo thereof, acting coaching. Yeah. These are all things that we do right now and we're expanding to stuff soon. So including digital products. So like yep. if you needed rehearsal tracks or something like that, you don't, you wouldn't necessarily have to be in New York. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we have digital products. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, we'll, we'll be expanding the products. Um, and it's the same, the social media handle is the same as the website. It's all at audition hero HQ. Um, Facebook's the only one that's just slash audition hero. Ta-da. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, we're, we're fairly active on social media as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, we're out there. Uh, and, uh, I guess the, the way to find out about like all the stuff that it is that's be, you know, going to become castmate, all the stuff that is that we're doing. Uh, Our mailing know, list. Ma- sign up sure. for the mailing list for Audition Hero. We release like, yeah. Awesome. You, you might get more beta invites if you join your email list for your ongoing products. And yeah, everything. exactly. Yeah, so, so I know who's on Audition Hero will be finding out about the other stuff that we're doing, you know, to exactly, some degree. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and that, those are the people that we talk to. Like I said, like we love having actors here for coffee uh, to just hang out and chat and see what it is that like people want and, you know, so how we, we can yeah. help. Yeah, what we say, and I stole this from Phil is we like Get to start back. the conversation. You, we can share it. Um, <laughs> we like to start a conversation, right? Not have a conversation. Yeah. Nice. Conversation keeps going. Yeah. Because you're yeah. proactive. Yeah. Yep. Sure. <laughs> yeah, let's tie it back in. <laughs> yep. No, but yeah, it, it's true. So you will be able to find links to all of their stuff on our website and show notes um, and anything related to these conversations we're having like maybe we can get a magic video uh, yeah oh um, my god that's gonna be in our email like yeah. by the time we leave let the me office. screen it first before we allow I, I, I honestly don't even know, know where it is well, the, yeah. I'll help you find it um so, <laughs> but yeah we I like talking a lot about it yeah. showing it just imagine if it was just like me like screwing <laughs> up guys, like it was what like, if you got real it. what if he made up the entire thing and this is like a sketch he does where he talks about a magic trick he did in high school for Penn and Teller that's yeah. probably true actually or just yeah. tell her. Just probably tell what her. happened. Just tell her. Just tell her. Tell that her the truth. <laughs> tell her the truth. Tell her what really happened. Wait, um, you guys are the tell- best. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, seriously, this has been like, beyond this is awesome. Too much fun. Oh, like, can I do this every Friday? Yeah, yeah. We'll have you. We can have you on again for sure. When you launch the next product, we'll. That would be awesome. So next week we're launching our next product. No, but so guess what? <laughs> yeah, after, guess yeah. what we just did? We just started a conversation with you. Yeah. Yes. Hey. So the conversation continues. Huh? Yes. Dot, dot, dot. He's a magic man. Ta-da! <laughs> so that was, that was a little sad Phil. Um, <laughs> the power <laughs> dynamic uh, behind or at least a good part of audition audition hero, hero. um ta-da. <laughs> that was intense and amazing oh man oh god that was fun um <laughs> but it- in between i mean i i'm not necessarily inspired to to do magic now but there are actually other parts <laughs> no, of the not. episode re-listening to it that you know 
I've I've been on this. The other thing I do besides this podcast, I do trend forecasting and market research, and um, have been working on my consulting business on that side. And something that kind of when I was listening to the episode that it's like giving me a kick in the butt was just how um, Phil was talking about his superpower and how he just like gets in the boom, room with boom, people. Boom, 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 boom. Sorry, go ahead. Like, <laughs> doesn't matter like what size this company is, and they have like, and they just just pitches whatever like they're working on and yeah. and just coming up with um what your pitch is and I, like yeah i've had moments like that myself but not like consistently and i just really made me like remind myself that hungry we can for all it? do that yeah for it. i also think that what's different about that way he was talking about like they would just like approach these companies and like have a survey and stuff. It's like the aspects of like providing things that a professional company would, or like somebody who knows what they're doing, like talk, you know, basically Mm -hmm. talking the talk Mm -hmm. and then like walking the walk by like showing up with like, yeah, they had a survey, whatever. And these people are like, all right, so how do we get up on the sign up sheet? Right. Where it's like, it's just reinforcing, like it's coming, it's coming from a real place, you know, like you have that power. Like if, if some, if you're, in business for a day or you're in business for like a fucking hundred thousand years and i know that that most people's lives last that long but um but it doesn't I've really matter but like for a hundred thousand years but you come with like a real product and the ability to talk about it and like then people are going to take you seriously like i like that it was just like it's not just talk it was like they thought about it like how do you know how well, do they, they, they approach they had their proof of product. Proof of product. Minimum viable proof of product. Don't you love all the jargon in this? This. Oh this yeah, they one? got into it, KPIs and all of that. Oh yeah. Um. So, <laughs> ta-da! <laughs> but it's because they were responding to a need, and they built their their minimum viable product. And yeah. I just, I thought the responsive thing was very apt in terms of just how they function on a day to day, but also how they look at their products and how they're always interacting with their customers. And it's always just like, they're always asking like what, how to respond to the outside world on top of, you know, yeah. there's some internal stuff, but like they very much lead with like, what, what do other people need? Yeah. And they actually like, you know, like they said, they did the, this, the coffee and chats, like when they first launched their product and they did that, um, they like went to like a, what are those things called? Oh, they talked about when they went to that conference and they afterwards they like invited everyone if they did do a coffee and chat because they really wanted to respond to the needs of everyone. Yes. And and then like also like the like that you mentioned the fact that like you can only book within like I think up to two weeks time. That's like it's responsive because like, they know people's like lives are changing. Like you can you can do it for that day. You can do it for in a couple days. But they're also like not really looking too forward into the future because they know that this is. Freelance world. Freelance world. And yeah. also acting world in terms of like deals fall through like that in terms of just like. Yeah, you literally. Well, do this movie. They're not doing this movie. They're not doing this. Th- like, it's, they, yeah, it's you need to run fast. out for this interview. And then you go, oh, wait, no, actually they cast someone. Like, never mind. Like, yeah. Um, so actually my, my takeaways was like from their, aside from the responsiveness is that they actually have like, they really trust their partnership. Like to think about like somebody who, like Alyssa, who actually originally when she first started the business started by herself and she was the sole proprietor and then meets someone who's like, oh my God, we should acquire you, bring you on. Now that sounds great because it's like, oh, like people are going to share in that responsibility, but it's still so much work. It's like, it's weird. It's like, what if somebody there's, there might be a, 
a concern that like people aren't going to see this business the same way you do or run it the same way that you do. But like they were talking about how it's like, you're the product, you're the chief product officer. You're going to like, you're going to answer that question. You're going to give us the best response based on like what, what our needs are from that. And like, I really like that they kind of like let everyone be the expert in what they're an expert in and really trust that we're, they're all there to make the same great products. Well, yeah, they seem to be responsive, but with that consciousness in that same way that uh, she, uh, Alyssa said that she partially made the decision to join their group because she realized that being a solopreneur wasn't necessarily where she was happiest. She wanted to be on a team. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's like a big decision. But that's another thing is like they, they're all like taking risks and they take help. The strength of the group is greater than the strength of the individual. Like when Olivia and I, sometimes <laughs> we don't get along. There are even times we fight, but we're better together. Like whenever no, either we're better together as like a team. I always think about that. It's like, it's just funny. It's like, um, like you ask yourself, oh, would I want to do this alone? No, actually I don't. Like, <laughs> and I think it's a better product when we do it together. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, none of, like we wouldn't be nearly as far. I feel like if either of us try to do this on our own, <laughs> you're like, I'm tired. Nap time. Yeah, no, we definitely <laughs> uh, keep each other in check and and uh, and share responsibilities, which is definitely nice to have in a partnership. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think it's like I don't know. It's cool. Like it's I, I like that the last couple interviews we did were uh, team teams. Because oh, yeah, so many teams. It's like shedding some light on how we could work better together. Just like things that like recognizing your strengths is important. I think we know our strengths, but it's kind of like, oh, like that's how those people handle that. Like I never thought about it because you also sometimes are just like, well, actually, that's why I was asking about the prioritization. There's that whole part where I asked them about how they prioritize their work. And because, you know, it is two of us and we're growing all the time. And I've just been like time management has been a thing. And they had their whole metaphor about like painkillers and vitamins, which I didn't completely get on board. Yeah, with. because but there is a sense that you have to prioritize. Like, OK, like in the ideal world. And I definitely know I can be a perfectionist about things just in general. And it can be something that stops me from moving forward because I like, want it to be like exactly how I see it. But for practical reasons, you have to be like, okay, well, what do listeners really care about? What are the things that they're like, not even going to notice? So why are you going to put all your effort there? <laughs> why are you going to spend like two days re- like remixing that one piece? Yeah, yeah. when like, no one's going to care. Um, and the only person that's going to notice is like me. But um, yeah, and it is this like more outwardly facing thing where, you know, they're always like, what do other people need? Versus like, what is... What does Olivia's perfectionist tick need to be satisfied? As my dad says, there's a time and place for everything. Okay, Mr. Chow Chow Chow. Yes. Um, so, time for <laughs> the question you didn't know was relevant, um, which is, which actually was, was uh, inspired by, you know, inspired by our, our guests today. And so, what's really cool about them is like they are just responding, they respond to needs like in real time. Um, and Alyssa saw a need for actors to like be able to throw together stuff for, to make a good audition last minute, 
you know, with limited resources. And she responded to that need. So, um, and I'm sure someone else has been like, hey, why doesn't this exist? I wish something like that existed and they didn't act on it. So, you know, we've all done that where we like invented something in our mind and a year later we see it out or we, you know, a couple of years later and we say, hey, I thought of that. So I want this week's question you didn't know was relevant to be that um, what have you noticed in the world that no one is responding to? Um, Or what are people asking you about? And that could be your need. Like we were just talking about that. Like I was. Yeah. And responding to that. Yeah. Like I've been trying to focus on my like personal career stuff. And I've had like these couple people being like, Libby, can you help me with this? And I'm literally kind of in a stressful place. I've been like, whatever, I'll deal with them later. But you were just highly. People keep coming to you for the same thing. Maybe that's what I need to be paying attention to. Same thing with my interviews. I've been interviewing for like certain kinds of jobs, but I keep getting this feedback about like this other skill that so Exactly. It's like what what are people coming to you for? Yeah. Um people always come to me for parties. Maybe I should be a party promoter. Yeah. No. Um, no. So yeah, really just pay attention to that. Like, cause there might be something you're missing out on or later on down the road, you'll, you'll say, I, Oh, I could have done that. Um, be in that flow. So yeah, pay attention. Yeah. And also this week's review, um, came to us and it goes like, okay. I'm officially obsessed with Max. Best app. Incredible connections. You fucking feel it all. It was so special. Thank you for opening my ears to that wonderful delight of a convo. Um, and that was about our episode with... Um, induced efficiency. Induced efficiency with Max Rousier or that man Rousier. Max. Rousier. Rousier. That um, man Max. He's an email marketer. Uh, wow. And just overall amazing person. <laughs> he was delightful. And that was such a great conversation. I think that that actually taught us a lot about like what kind of episodes we want to have more. We want more conversation, like more open conversation and banter and just kind of like riffing on like life and what's happening. Um, because it's nice to show uh, it's nice to showcase like what these people's strengths are and do the interview. But like, really, we're all di- multidimensional in it. And it's nice to start like letting that guard down we've been on a roll i feel like consistently we're well, getting, getting better I, no <laughs> but i mean really like smart. from even the actual guest consistently being like well that was actually really therapeutic for me or like really interesting for me or that like went in a different direction and like and then having when they actually get the product being like i don't hate hearing myself talk about myself because <laughs> like yeah i think that can totally i mean be a thing when you're you're being interviewed. Usually, you know, people don't want to listen to their own music and things like that. Yeah. But actually being like, hey. We, we have had really good responses from the people who are on. And that's a little heartwarming. Um, oh. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Check us out. All the shit on the website. Chillandambitious.com. Um, and uh, our, our social medias are at chillambitious on all of them. Twitter, uh, Facebook. Yeah, Instagram. do that do that hit us in the dm um and she is oh and i am no and we love you bye bye